Hello and welcome to episode 387 of the video show. Today um, I'm joined by an old friend of mine, somebody who um, I first met, I think, around 2012. Um, and she was running a business. We met at a networking event. Or I think she introduced me to networking. One of those. I've known Jude so long, I can't remember how I met her. Um, but recently, like in the last year, she set up a um, business that helps people to um, helps people with their mental health. Uh, so it's a walking and talking uh, helps people um, improve their mental health through walking and talking with other people as a group. And to promote that, she walked from Land's End to John O'Groats. So I thought it'd be a good idea to get her onto the show. It's not really a video show, really. This is an episode of the video show, but it's not really about video. It's more about Jude's story of walking from Land's End to John O'Groats and how she set up a business. Um, a bit different to normal, but still a very interesting conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Tell me what you've been up to recently. Like, you started... Um, walk and talk for mental health tell me what that is so yeah we started walk and talk in december 2020 during the pandemic and um so initially it was um i'd come out of a relationship and was doing a lot of walking to heal a broken heart and didn't want to be around for christmas and all the festivities, so I thought, I'm just going to go on a really long walk, and a bit like Forrest Gump. <laughs> um, and um, <laughs> and so I went, yeah, I'm going to walk Land's End to John O'Groats. And a few of my friends persuaded me that maybe it was better if I planned it a bit better. What, so you were just going to go? But yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um. And then, because of the restrictions with COVID and that, um, it wasn't feasible at that time anyway. And that's sort of where, because I was still doing lots of walking and then people came and joined me when we were allowed to sort of walk outside with others. And I realised that, you know, there were other people sort of had their own crises um and so you know I was talking to them they were talking to me we were sort of helping each other and and then it was actually a, a real light bulb moment I'd gone for a walk one really wet stormy night um and went aha walk and talk for mental health so um in between uh, then and the June, the following year, yeah. um, we set up the rest of Walk and Talk for mental health. And so now I have six walks going, six local walks. So we have four in Andover, uh, one in Basingstoke and one in Bromsey. And we um do events each each walk has a trained mental health first aider so if people do want to talk about um issues they can the main i think the main sort of message behind it is 
to normalize conversations about mental health. So whether it's good, bad or indifferent, we just want people talking about mental health. I think that any form of exercise, like it's, it's helped me with my mental health. Like there's been times when I've been like, uh, like really anxious or really like down about something or like I'm really sort of like struggling. And run, for me, it's it's running that's helped me. Um, and I get to like I'm at a certain. I've been running for like eight years now, like pretty much like a few times a week. Um, and I get to the point where if I don't do it for a few days or like a certain amount of time, I'm like, I need to go. Like I, yeah. when you rang me earlier, I was running. Um, and yeah. I'd got to the point, because I hadn't been for over a week, and I was just like, I need to go. Uh, yeah. Because it's going to sort of help me sort of figure things out in my head and like just sort myself out. Um, and I think people that don't do it or don't do, like they don't sort of rely on exercise as like an outlet for that, don't really understand it. Um, so it's interesting. Um and like the 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 talking the walking and talking aspect to it is, um, yeah, because you're you're just sort of as you said normalizing talk about mental health. How do people like come along to the groups? Like, what's the best way of booking it? Do they book in? Is there a, a fee or anything involved? No fee, absolutely no fee. We we said right from the start that. We wanted it to be accessible to anyone and that meant that actually to do that we needed to waiver anything you know financial gain for the walks um and people come along from all sorts of avenues um they see it on the website we put posters up we're involved in um, a healthier community project with the NHS. Uh, we get social prescribers pointing people our way. Um, so yeah, it's a variety of ways that people can find out about it. And also, we we do a few events. So sometimes people hear from about it through those. What are that, what do those events look like? Um. So mainly walking, um, but then usually food at the end of it. So we sort of um, have done a few in Abbotsan where we go for a walk, then go back to the pub for something to eat. Um, when I came back from Land's End to John O'Groats, we did a, a walk talk, a walk soup, and then I did a talk about... Um, my journey so yeah this year we're doing part of the test way in September so we're looking to get people involved in that for a bit of fundraising how long is the test way like how long is that walk so the whole of the test way I think is 53 miles (laughs) um done it in a couple of stages but this this one we're we're actually um getting involved with um the Romsey Rotary Club to do it. Um and we're just we're doing thirty six miles. Oh that's yeah, huge. Nice. Oh well that that that'll be the the whole thing. People can come along and do bits of it. They don't have to do that whole bit. So yeah. will they have to meet you at certain times that like you'll be like, Oh, at ten o'clock we'll be here, at three o'clock we'll be there or can they just walk it, whatever? 
Well, the Rotary Club have got it well planned, and they're actually, um, they've got buses that will take people to the various points. So, um, yeah, the idea is that, you know, sort of the people doing the whole journey will start off really early. Nice. And then other people will join at different bits during the day. And then, like, the normal groups, like, how long are those walks? Uh, so our local walks are from about half an hour is the shortest to probably about um, just over an hour, an hour and a half. Um, and mainly because, you know, we're looking to set more sort of challenge walks as we build walk and talk. But the the main premise was just literally anybody that maybe hadn't walked for a while um, on medication or walking difficulties, they they can join in um, and not feel that, you know, it's too onerous a task. Yeah. Um, so yeah we get we get such a mixture of people coming along it's great yeah nice that's good that um yeah there's people that might necessarily sort of di- like not include themselves in it but like are there still an opportunity that they can go um that's good and then so let's talk about your massive walk uh from lands end to john O'Groats. so when you actually decided to do it like what was the planning stage like and how what did that look like well like I say, so initially um, it it was a personal reason I was going to do it, but then um, it changed to being like a, a raising awareness for mental health and promoting walk and talk for mental health. Um, and we um, we sort of had to wait. We'd started thinking about it and then we were going to do it so the same so 2021 Mm. but then of course the restrictions we had to wait so it was actually june 22 that eventually did it um planning was sporadic in that we we thought initially we'd have to like planet to the nth degree my route where I was going to stay everything like that but in actual fact um it we did do some planning and and certainly the the main route so I knew although that changed when I actually started the walk because we decided that there was one bit in Scotland that turned out to be like sort of through the mountains <laughs> <laughs> and we decided to to bypass that but um yeah that we did stick to the to the main route for the most of it but um accommodation it was hard to to actually work out exactly where I was going to be at any given time because, but to do that, we'd have had to, you know, work out my mileage to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did, we did book a couple of places before I started, and then 
it was really good because I had people putting me up in various places. Um, I had my tent so I could camp. Um, occasionally had some B&Bs. A few people paid for me to sort of have um, B&Bs and hotels and things, which was very nice. I, I actually slept in a four-poster bed in wow. one hotel. <laughs> Um, courtesy of somebody who sponsored it. So, yeah, that was luxury. Oh, that was good, yeah. <laughs> After a day, like, yeah. weekend, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. how many miles were you walking a day? So, on average, 16 to 20. Yeah. But um, when I set off, because we were using Google Maps and realised quite so soon after I started that, Google Maps um, estimate distance. So um, especially if you've got bits that are either very hilly or um, windy. Oh, right, yeah. And, and so actually we realised that you could probably add about 25% on to um, what Google Maps estimated which meant that um, in the beginning, because I didn't have a Fitbit or anything, um, it was slightly out. But, yeah, I then got a, a Fitbit and, yeah, it was, it was about 16 to 20 miles a day. Yeah. So I've just looked on Google Maps since you were saying that, and it says 812 miles walking. Was that Does that match up to what you said? No. I mean, I I actually... Um, even without sort of the bit at the beginning in Cornwall, which I know was up and down, yeah. um, we recorded over 1,300. Yeah, right. So that's 500 miles off. Yeah. I mean, to be like fair, that, yeah. I, I probably didn't go the most direct route anyway because... Um, I wanted to go to Edinburgh because um, Al Murray was playing at the Fringe and because he's um, our ambassador. I was going to ask about um, this, yeah. Yeah. How is he involved and like, how is he an ambassador? Like, how did that happen? Well, um, so when, when we first, um, I'm trying to think when it was, Certainly before I went on the walk anyway, um, because I, I know um, the guy who does his tour managing and is also a friend of his, um, and I'd sort of asked him if he thought that Al Murray would do us uh, like a um, promotional video for Walk and Talk, which he did, so... We were really pleased about that. Um, and then um, when when I knew I, he was going to be in Edinburgh and I, I had a chance to go that way, um, I arranged with his tour manager to um, go and see him. Um, so, yeah, I got, got to see him before he went on 
stage he gave us a shout out in in the actual performance oh, wow. and um yeah i asked i asked him if he would be happy to be our ambassador so nice so what is what are his like roles in being an ambassador does he have to like come along to a certain amount of walks no well <laughs> well actually that's that's the next part i've actually got to work out now <laughs> what that actually entails because yeah. although yeah you said yes i i haven't quite worked out what that looks like yeah. but yeah it was it was a big a big deal you yeah, know having game. someone like al murray say yes we'll be ambassador for walk and talk so yeah so so how long did it take you to walk from land's end to john O'Groats in total so I'm guessing you stopped so three, for a few days in certain places. Mm, um, not a few days. So so I I set off June the twenty first, yeah. and I got to John O'Groats on the twenty third of September. Um, so three months. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I had roughly a day a week. The only the only time I had a day um, out of the sort of that routine was uh, when I was in Newcastle. I fell down a hole. Oh blimey! How'd that happen? <laughs> so it was actually a um, like a where you would put a post in, yeah, um, and. It had the metal ring in it but no, no post but the grass had grown over it and of course yeah. I'm marching along yeah. <laughs> and I didn't see it and my foot went down and also because I had a heavy rucksack on yeah. so the momentum I, I sort of went forward yeah. quite hard I was actually I thought I'd broken it um and um I was lying writhing on the ground and this woman pulled up luckily it was on the side of the road and this woman pulled up um who actually turned out to be a nurse which was oh, quite okay. yeah. <laughs> um she did actually call the ambulance because she thought she thought it was really serious um anyway I spoke to a paramedic and he talked me through making sure that you know I could breathe I wasn't bleeding to death and then eventually that I could stand up. And at that point, I realised I hadn't broken it, but I'd badly cut it. So, yeah, I did I did have a day off after that. Yeah, right. A, a day and then you carried on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> were there any times where you, like, you were like, oh, I'm just going to give up and go home? Because that, for me, like, that distance, I'd just be like, oh, I'm at Bristol. I could just go home now. Or like oh, I could just get the train from here. Is there any points? No, like never. I mean, I I had a couple of days when when I felt a bit low, um, and I couldn't even really say why. Um, yeah. I, although I think in hindsight, it were probably days that I maybe didn't eat so well, or you know. So, but um, no, I was I was determined to do it, and and also because. You know the people I met on the way were just inspirational. I, I, I mean, it was a it was a life changing journey, um, and 
you know, the people I talked to were just amazing. It was like, you know, there were people who had done similar sort of things. There were people that wanted to help me. So as I say, they either put me up or buy, bought me breakfast or walked with me for a bit, you know, things like that. And then, yeah, occasionally there was people that actually wanted to advice or just to chat to someone about their mental health or whatever. Oh, wow, nice. Um, but it, no, it was, I, there wasn't any time when I thought, no, I'm not going to do it. That's good. Yeah. Out of the people that you met, is there anyone that really sticks out? And like, is there, and why, why do they stick out? Um, so I, I met a sculptor when I was in, um, in Devon somewhere and, um, or near Devon and, and he, um, he was really keen to keep in touch and see how I was doing on the walk. And um, then when I got back, he actually wanted to come and see me to catch up and see how I got on. So, yeah, we're actually friends now. Um, so that was really nice. Um, there were other people. I mean, actually, there was another guy who... Um, he he'd done a lot of cycling and he he cycled was cycling one way when i was walking and stopped to chat and then um coming back he he was cycling or, or i was still walking he was cycling on the other way and um so actually he came out a few days in a row just to see where I'd got to and, and stop for a chat, which which was um, quite nice as well. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, there was some people in a camper van that in the middle of nowhere, just as I was thinking, oh, I could really kill for a coffee. And, and yeah, I literally came upon these people in a camper van and they went, do you want a coffee? <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> I knew you should say that. That's amazing. Um, oh, just, just so many people. Oh, there was, there was a, a youngish guy who um, one really wet, pouring with rain day, he stopped to see if I wanted a lift, and of course I couldn't have a lift. Um, but he then stopped a little bit further up because he he said, um, "Oh, if you haven't got anywhere to stay, my my dad lives in the next town." So I ended up staying at his dad's that night, and then his sister lived up in Pit Lockery, up in Scotland. Mm. So I ended up staying there as well. So, so they were a really lovely family. Yeah, it was just nice, it? loads of people. Like yeah, someone just pulled over to see if you're all right, and then you're yeah with his dad and his sister. That's lovely. Yeah, it? I know, I know. Yeah. Is there anything like that surprised you um, from like before you set off, like some stuff you looked like you didn't expect to happen? 
I'm guessing like pi- when people put you up in places as well, that would that's what would surprise me. But is there anything else? Um, I think Scotland surprised me. I I mean I've I've been up to Scotland once before, um, and it it was beautiful and I loved it. But actually walking up the east coast of Scotland, I I was just blown away. I I. Oh, absolutely loved it. I'd definitely go back up there. And um, and also because I found out that, um, well, I knew, so my grandmother on my dad's side is Scottish and she comes from the Gun Clan, which, um, but I didn't realise where in Scotland that was. So I actually walked through Caithness, which is where the Gun Clan are. And um, so it was, it was a real sort of like um, heritage sort of feel, you know, my heritage. Um, They even have a gun clan museum up there. Um, And and so I talked to quite a few people about, because you've got other people like Sinclair's and... um, the names up there but so that that was a real sort of a real sense of belonging sort of because as you know I've had sort of quite a disjointed background and um so actually it 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 was yeah it was amazing just to feel but I was in you know a place that my ancestors had come from yeah. you know that's nice yeah. and then like the final like leg of it like how long did you walk on the last day and how, how did that feel like knowing like this is the last day and like you were coming to the end so we probably did um It's probably about 10 miles on the last day, but actually that felt the longest <laughs> because because I didn't want it to end. But on the other hand, I just by that point wanted to get it over and done with. And and yeah, I mean, by that time I was tired and and um, so so it was sort of mixed feelings as to I didn't want the journey to end, but it was it was actually a relief to sort of be finishing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you have any like future plans of what you want to, do you want to do anything like this again? Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely um, do something like it again. I wouldn't obviously do the same route because I've done it, but um, I'd quite like to do the Camino way. In um, which is from the Pyrenees in France to um, ah, uh, yeah, someone's told me about this, yeah, San Diego. Um, because it's actually a pilgrimage, but because loads and loads of people do it for all sorts of different reasons, and I, I think that would be real fun, yeah, nice. I'm just looking at it now, yeah, someone told me about that, uh, nice, that's cool. Nice. Um, so just to round off, if people want to come along to um, Walk and Talk 
what is the best way for them to do it? So they can either email us at walkandtalkformentalhealth at gmail.com or they can go to our website which is www.walk-and-talk.co.uk Cool, I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Really appreciate it. And there was times in that when you were talking and I was getting like chills and when you were saying about the, f- the guy who stopped and then you stayed with different family members, I was like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Nice. Well, yeah, thank you yeah. so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. No, well, thank you, Mark. It's been good to talk to you and, um, yeah, nice to share share my story. Thank you. <laughs>